Welcome, everybody, to another edition of How to Beat Your Addiction and Live a Quality Life with John Giordano. I'm Scott Jones, and uh, John, I guess we have to say uh, this is the first show of the new year. Of oh, the new yeah. year. Yeah. So, certainly, Happy New Year to everybody. Well, you know, uh, just to start off, we're going to talk about families today and how sick they are. You know, I just have to say that what happened yesterday was really disturbing to me. And I feel sad for everybody involved. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just what's going on in our country. Addiction is going through the roof. Yeah. Uh, family members are fighting with each other. It's really a dark time. And uh, we need to get back to spirituality and, and, and learning how to forgive each other and and, 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 and that is a good, to me, is a good segue into um, the addiction with family members. You know, uh, family members, we always say that they're sicker than the client. And uh, You'll have to explain that a little bit, I, because well, some people are going to be sitting there saying, what are you talking about? Well, I'm going to explain that. <laughs> yeah. And what I mean by that is they enable them, uh, and, and what happens is uh, they love their loved ones to death. And uh, they allow this to continue to go on, and um, it's sad mm. what goes on. I, I mean, I, I see parents do things that, uh, and it's hard. I know it's frightening, you know, because, you know, you're afraid your loved one's going to die, you right. know? Right. Uh, yeah, first, you get pissed off at them, and, uh, and then you forgive them, and then you give them stuff, and then they do it again to you, and then you get angry again, and then and it's just like a never-ending story. So, can you give us an example, because some people might not understand, when you say love them to death, can you give me an example of what that might look like? I can give you the best example I know, okay? I had a client, I had a woman who used to go into the hood and get her son heroin because she was afraid that he might get arrested. And, the, and she wanted him, if he was going to do his drugs, she wanted him to do it in her home so yeah. she could protect him. Well, the story didn't end well. He locked himself in the bedroom, shut up, and died. Uh, horrible. And now, her intention was to protect him. I mean, that's what she she thought she was protecting him. Right. I mean, nobody's loving them to death on purpose. They you people actually believe they're doing the right thing, John. Well, you you know, it's 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 sad. You know, it, you have to get information to know which way to go. If you're not sure that you have a loved one that's sick, that has mental illness or has addiction, which they go hand in hand. By the way, most addicts have a mental health issue. Right. Okay? right. At least I know I do. <laughs> 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 yeah, when but, is that going to go away, by the way? <laughs> I don't know if it ever goes away. Uh, ask my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it's, it's sad because I'm doing this for 35 years, and, and, and I've, I've seen so many of these parents try to protect the kid. The kid goes to jail. They get the lawyer. The kid gets out of jail. Then he does it again, and then he robs them, and then they bring him back in. And they, Look. If you're a parent or a wife or a husband or a brother or a sister, you need to get professional help. Stop trying to do this on your own. This is not a good idea. Okay? Definitely not a good idea. I have another girl that I know since she's a little girl, 
and she has two children that hold her hostage in her own house. They refuse to leave. Jeez. Oh, All right? They're using drugs, they're selling drugs, and they refuse to leave. And she kept she's calling me and she goes, I don't know what to do. I said, yes, you do, but you don't want to do it. Yeah. You got to throw them out. But I can't throw them out. By then, my kids, I said, are they robbing you? Yeah, but they don't really mean it. Okay. <laughs> Well, you shouldn't mean it. They took your money. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know. Oh, I accidentally fell into your wallet. <laughs> right. Have they been threatening? Yeah, yeah but they, they're good kids. Well, that's not a good kid. That's a sick kid. All right? And when she tries to throw them out, they break into the house. So I tell her, you got to put restraining order on them. And you got to go do a Marchman Act. A Marchman Act is where you go to court and uh, you tell them what's going on. Yeah. And they have marchment lawyers that you can do. Yes. Um, and um, if you don't know who they are, you can call up. And we're very happy to help you with that. Uh, and this way, they'll mandate them to treatment. Well, people say, but well, they don't have any money. I don't have any money. Well, there's public programs that they can force them into. Yes. All right. And the bottom line is, is that you must get them out of your house. Okay. If you're worried about them dying... Uh, you don't have to worry because you keep doing what you're doing. You're going to love them to death, and they will die. This is a serious disease. This is not a joke. This is not something that is going to change miraculously. So, you know, the, the, I'm a parent of an addict, of addicts, actually. Okay? I had to do all the things I'm telling you to do. I had to leave my son in jail. I had it when I, go to, when I went to court, all right? I, I asked the judge to, to put him on house arrest and then mandate him to treatment. And I, you know, and I, I'm with you, John, because I had to do the same thing. And for a long time, I tried to handle it myself, being the loving dad, taking care of my daughter, doing those things. And if I protect her and protect her from her consequences, I thought, and this is knowing all I know, I still did that. Then I finally got to a point where I said, I have to stop loving her to death. And do the right thing and i put my daughter out on the street but within three weeks she was in treatment and she's clean and sober today Thank it was God. the hardest thing i ever had to do but here's the thing john i got a lot of support you got a lot of support we know a lot of people there's families out there right now that maybe it's a mom or a dad or even a a, 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 a couple that's still together maybe they're alone in this they don't know where to find support for themselves to make the right decisions. Do you have any suggestions on that? It's hard to make those well, decisions. Well, you know, I, I don't agree with that. I'm going to tell you why I don't agree with that. Because for the simple reason, there's a lot of information out there now. We have the Internet. Okay, I may have would agree that without the Internet. But right. now that you have the Internet, you can find anything you want to find. Okay, if you really want to find it. Look, I know how painful it is. I was paralyzed. Okay, I watched my son lay in a hospital bed and then put charcoal down his throat because he OD'd and I thought he was going to die and all I did was blame myself. Thank God I have a support system. All right? They said, John, this is not your fault. Those are his choices. It right. doesn't matter what you did or anybody did. That's their choices. We all make those choices for ourselves. And we have to take responsibility for our own choices. And, you know, what happens with parents, and I know that feeling of fear. Your heart is like, you're, you're, you know, I remember laying in bed at night and saying, oh, my God, if I, the phone rang, I says, oh, man, I hope he's not dead. I hope he's not in a hospital. 
I know what that feeling's like. So I'm not just telling you that off the cuff how easy it is. It's not easy. But I got to tell you, it's a hell of a lot easier than just doing nothing. Okay? You have to go to any lengths to help this person. And that's it. And that doesn't mean give them a car, give them an apartment, take them in. No, that means making them go to therapy, making them go to a treatment center. And they say, well, how do you make them go to a treatment center? You marchman act them. That's how you do it. Not Baker Act. Baker Act, they get out in four hours. They're supposed to be 72. But addicts, they know what to say, okay? And they get out. And they're back in again threatening you or telling you. They're trying to make you feel guilty. How bad? How could you do this to me? How could you, how could you do this to you? Look what you did to them. You know, you have to set boundaries. You have to, okay? Because you, you're going to kill the person you say you love, man. And, and it's so sad. I've been to so many damn funerals. I'm sick of it. When telling people, listen, you got to do A, B, C, and D, and they go, yeah, but, yeah, but nothing. Okay? You have to be tough when it comes to this disease. It's not easy. But it's a lot easier than some of these people, what they're doing. I mean, I had a couple, they, they bought him a car, okay? And they, they got him in a apartment. He said, no, he's doing better. I said, no, he's not doing better. He's lying better. And that was the truth. He died two weeks later. And then they came to, I don't understand. I don't know. He's such a smart kid. He had everything in the world. We did everything we could for him. Oh, my God. Why did this happen? Why did this happen? For the number one, he's first of all, he's an addict. Okay. Second of all, you didn't set up boundaries for him. And you didn't, if you wanted to help him, you had to get tough. You know, we call it tough love. Okay. Honest to God, that's what you have to do. And why I say parents and, and loved ones are sicker then the client is because look how you got into that circle, okay, where you became an enabler, you know? And then there's other people, and this is the other side of the fence, okay, that throw them out, I don't want to talk to you anymore, I don't care, and the person comes and wants help, and they go, I don't care, you want help? You know, leave me alone. Look, you help them when they want help, okay? But that doesn't mean you spend your life savings on them. Okay, because somebody's got, I, I, that's not even funny, but I got to laugh sometimes. They go, well, I spent a million dollars, those who had that kind of money, okay, uh, and, and I sent him to 10 treatment centers and he never got well. I says, because first of all is this, why are you spending money like that? Send him to a, a down and dirty treatment center, you know, and let him see what it's like. I used to work in a, in a treatment center for people that were homeless, had HIV, and had a comorbidity of, of psychiatric diagnosis. These people had no, else, no place else to go. They were eating out of dumpsters. Now, they didn't grow up that way, okay? This is what happened because of their choices and their sickness that they have, which is called addiction. And let me tell you something. The only place they could go was death. They went everywhere else, you know? And believe it or not, a lot of them did well. They realized, hey, man, you know, there's no more enabling. There's no more sending to a Gucci program, all right? Uh, and speaking about Gucci, I don't mean because a program has acupuncture, massage, 
Oh, yeah. That's not a Gucci program. A Gucci program is people that enable them inside the program because they want the insurance money. And I hate to say this, but there are programs like that. Okay? Not all programs. There are some programs that are like that because they're just as sick as the people they're trying to treat. And, and, and people go, well, how do I know the difference? You reach out to professionals, okay? You do your, your research on the internet. You go to the treatment center, see what it's like, okay? Uh, talk to the staff, see what's going on there. You know, get to see and understand. You get the flavoring of what you're sending a loved one to. That's the only way I know how to do this. And it's the best way I know how to do this. There's a, there's a good indicator uh, if you're looking at treatment centers, and, and we're talking about families here. And um, if, their treatment, if the treatment center you're speaking with has a strong family program where you're involved in some of the process and you get to talk and, and be, be involved in maybe some group sessions or something with the family, those are generally better treatment centers. Why? Because they're not hiding anything from you. They want you involved in the process. So that's a good sign, right, John, when, they're, when they're bringing absolutely. families in? Look, you can't only do half of the deal here. You have to get the people that are involved with this client, okay, involved. You all have to heal. It's not just the addict that's sick. It's the parents that become sick because I call a ring around the client instead of ring around the rosy, okay? And everything, uh, everything is focused on the client, mm -hmm. okay? And the bottom line is that this, you, you get angry, okay? You blame yourself. You feel guilty. Um, some people, it was very interesting. We had a program. Uh, you know, and, and, and cultural things, and people are different with cultures. We, we, we wanted to do a Hispanic program, and what we found out is the mothers, you know, uh, didn't want anybody to know that their son or their daughter had a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they were, they were the blockade for treatment, you know, and then there are people, I don't want this on my insurance. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> The bottom line is, is that you don't have to worry about your insurance if he's in the casket. Mm. You know, um, there are people like that, and that's why I say people are sick of the, the family. Sometimes are sicker than the addict. Okay, but, well, but John, what happens? I mean, here's here's the situation. We're saying that the family is sick because they're involved in the addiction, whether they like it or not, you're all part of it. That's right. So the family's sick. Now the, now the person, there's one of two options if you're going to do the right thing. They're either going to be out of the home and now you're left to deal with just yourself or they're going to go into treatment. Again, you're left to deal with just yourself. Should the families be seeking their own help while the client is either okay. out of the house That's or in treatment? That's a very good point. That's the next point. And what, kind of, what kind of help should it be? There's, there's programs called Naranon, Alanon. Look them up. Okay, that's for the family members. So you can get support because let me tell you something. Being a family member myself, okay, it's almost like you get paralyzed when they're not around. Okay, you don't know if they're going to die. You don't know what's going on. You're going through your own stuff in your life. I got people that are in their 60s and 70s, and this is the time where they, they retired, some of them, and, 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 and they can't live a life. They spend their savings on these kids. Uh, they wind up, some of them even wind up homeless. I mean, it's, it's trying to save their loved one. 
and, and without any direction from from therapists and people that really know. And if you're going to go to a therapist, make sure you go to a therapist that knows addiction, because not all therapists know addiction. Good point. Yes, you know, and that's an important point because I know people that go to other uh, people that don't know about addiction, and they give them the wrong directions. There are a lot of therapists out there now, John, that did deal with families and addiction, so so that it, you can look very specific. Absolutely. You yeah. must have somebody that understands the dynamics of the addiction sphere of influence. I'll put it that way. Um, there is help for family members, but you must go get up. Oh, they, here's, what I, here's another thing that I hear from families. It's not my problem. It's his problem or her problem. No, it's everybody's problem. Okay? They're affecting your they're affecting your quality of life. So, I mean, what does that mean? What do you mean? Because they're doing drugs. You know what you're doing? You're addicted to them. So, you got an addiction problem also. Yes. You know? And, and the bottom line is, addicts, remember, they don't only abuse drugs and alcohol. They abuse people, places, and things. And it doesn't stop. It's, you know what it's like? It's like domestic violence. People that are, are in that in that circle, okay, uh, if it's the wife, even the husband, okay, they they always say, oh, he didn't mean it. Oh, he's got a good heart. And then she's got a black eye and she's got a, 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 a swollen mouth. And, oh, it, it, he didn't. And, and then they call the police and then they don't want to press charges. And then the guy comes back into the house or the woman comes back into the house and it starts all over again. Okay, and then they go through this whole cycle again until some of them die. Because the guy or the woman killed their husband or killed the, the, the husband killed the wife. Because they're out of control. The bottom line is when you're involved with an addict or an alcoholic or um, a gambler or a, a, a sex addict or all these other things, you have to take hold of your life and you've got to be responsible for your choices. Okay, that you make, you know, regarding the addict or the alcoholic or whatever addiction that you're dealing with. Um, I have another person, a good friend of mine, whose daughter, unfortunately, had anorexia. And anorexia is where you, they don't eat, and um, they just keep getting skinnier and skinnier. They throw their electrolytes out of balance. Their whole body uh, goes into bad places, let's yeah. put it that way. And... Um, she kept enabling the, the daughter and saying, oh, don't worry, she gained a pound or she's get," And the kid died. She, they, they just died from other things that happened. Her heart gave out because of, uh, you know, lack of nutrients. and Yeah. It's, it's so sad. I mean, let me tell you something. Anybody, any therapist or people that are involved in, in this kind of uh, uh, um, therapies and that are dealing with people that are sick like this, it's, it's, it's hurtful. It's painful. I mean, after a while, you become a little numb. But, you know, it's still like you were a human being, and you still, I, I don't know, I still feel the, the pain of these people. I know the pain they're going through. I've been there. and uh, But you have to make those tough decisions. And when I made those decisions, you know, uh, I didn't know if they were going to die. You know, I, I always wanted the children, and I always wanted that, and, and, and just to just to not know what's going to happen from moment to moment, I was, I was living on the edge. I was stressed out. And, I mean, you know, waiting for that phone call. Hey, you know, he's, he's dead. 
You know, it's, it's a horrible feeling. But if you have a God of your understanding and you do the best you can, it, it, you know, that, that's just their journey, you know, and, and all we can do is the best we can. Let me, let, me, let me address another piece because we talk about loving them to death and trying to, like, protect them. There's another component with families that we see a lot, especially with parents and children, is shame and guilt. They feel like somehow it's their fault that their son or daughter has a problem. You know, uh, what would you, how would you address that? Oh, well, that's easy. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> I, I can tell you how. It's real simple. The addicts, they know that. And what they're going to do is they're going to guilt you. They're going to say, how could you do that to me? You know, I'm sick and, and you don't want to help me. Uh, it's all about them. It's just all about them. They don't... Uh, for me, let me put it this way. I didn't realize the damage I was doing to my family and everybody. My father died. Everybody's worried about me and my poor mother's grieving. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a nightmare that seems to never want to end. But there's help. And that's what people have to understand. There is help. You need support. This is difficult. This is not something you do on your own. Okay. And I don't know how to stress it even more and more and more. And about the shame and the guilt that you're feeling, look, I hate to say this and being so crash, get over it. Do what you need to do. Because you see, here's the deal, all right? People don't want to make that move to, to uh, send the person to treatment or put them in jail or, you know, whatever they have to get a, a restraining order because they, they don't want the other person to get mad at them. Right. I mean, right. They they want them to not to you know to to love them and not to to want to like abandon them. So they they tiptoe around the addict as everybody's walking on eggshells. Okay, stop. Do the right thing. This is not about you. This is about them. And this is what the story is. People go, well, I don't want them not to love me. Uh, I, what do you mean you don't want them not to love you? He's not capable of love. He can't even love himself. He's going to love you. You don't love you. You don't love anybody. He's sick. I guess a simple logical question would be, that we can put it out there, John, is if you could do something to save someone's life, now they're going to be mad at you for six months and hate you for six months, but their life will be saved and eventually things will come around. Would you do it? And most people would say, of course, yeah. But we won't do it when it's our own kids or our own family. No. You know, because it's... And it's it's hard. We're not saying it's not hard. I don't want people to think we're saying, yeah, just do that. It's not like that. We know that. You've been there, John. You know that. Listen, man. It's listen. torture, isn't it? It, it? It's the worst torture in the world because you feel like you're losing a part of yourself. Yes. Okay? But like I said it again, this is not about you. This is about helping them. Yes. Okay? Because we wind up being addicted to the person that's sick. Okay, and, and you're not you're not helping anything. You're not helping them. You're not helping yourself. And and you know it's just like um, uh, my my wife's father and mother had Alzheimer's and uh, dementia and things like that. And you know we went to Lisa's place. That's a place where you know they help people that have people that have dementia and mm -hmm. and, and Alzheimer's and and um, the group. What they were talking about is the caretakers wind up dying before the people that have the disease. 
because of all the stress and all the things they have to do. Mm. So it's the same thing with addiction, okay? A lot of the parents wind up having heart attacks, losing their life savings, uh, going through a real lot of stress because they just don't know what to do and they're too embarrassed to reach out because they don't want anybody to know this family secret that is not a secret because everybody knows. You know, it's, it's like wild what's go, what goes on. And unfortunately, people go, well, I sent him to treatment, I sent him to treatment, he came out and he, he did it again. I sent him to another treatment, he came out and he did it again. Yeah, yeah, that happens, okay? That definitely happens. So what do you do with that? Bottom line is stop sending him to treatment and tell him, listen, go find help. Oh, my God, I couldn't do that. He has no resources. He's living in the street. Well, guess what? When it gets bad enough, he'll decide to change. Uh, apparently, what you're doing isn't working. All you can do is help somebody who wants to be helped. You know, we have a saying in karate, and I said this in another podcast. When the student's ready, the teacher will appear. Only when they're ready. Okay? Um... You know, people go, they go, well, you know, he go, the guy goes, uh, some people go to treatment because they're trying to uh, get the, you know, the family off their back. I was one of those, okay? But the difference with what I did was I actually did everything they asked me to do, just about, okay? I went to the meetings, I, you know, I got a sponsor, I never called them actually, but I kept doing one step after another, okay, that they suggested. Not all of them, but I did a lot of it. All right? And uh, some addicts, they just go, okay? And people say, well, how do I know he's, he's doing better? Don't go because he's telling you he's doing better, okay? Forget about what, what addicts say. Watch what they do. And that goes for anybody. Forget addicts, anybody, okay? Um, if you want to know if they're doing well, if they go to meetings, okay, if they have a sponsor, if they, if they go to therapy, um, you know, this, the behaviors are not going to change right away because they went to treatment. It's going to take a long time for those behaviors to change. And everybody's different, okay? Um, if, if people relapse and they're really serious about that and they get back on the horse and they, they try to keep doing it and get better, and I, I specialize in chronic relapses. They all have the same story, Okay. I don't want to join another religion. I don't like this. I don't want that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. I say, well, look, let me ask you a question. How's your, how's your way working? Mm-hmm. That's simple. You know, uh, how's your way working? If it ain't working, maybe you should do the things that you don't think are going to work. Maybe those are the things that work. So you need to get family members have to get help. Okay. It's not just they're sick. You're sick, too, because you're with them. All right. So we've gone through, you know, and protecting them is not protecting them. That's loving them to death. And you've got to make the hard choices. You've got to get help for yourself. We're talking about family members now. Um, while they're in treatment, be involved in their recovery, but take care of yourself and get in your own recovery. Now, here's the big one, John. What responsibility does the family have when their uh, when their addict loved one, the the loved one with the addiction, comes home in sobriety, uh-huh. what responsibilities do they have? Because you made a statement before where you said it's not my problem. 
I can still keep a fully stocked bar right in the living room because oh, it's I'm not my problem. That. Those kind of things. What is their responsibility? Oh, good point. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's an addict that comes home and dad's smoking pot. Mom's drinking. And they go, Johnny, that drug you're doing is no good. Okay, you do that, you got to leave the house. Oh, well, well. Do as I, I do, say, but not as I do. I mean, wh what is that about? Okay, and that's another reason I say, because, you know, I, I know parents that, you know, the guy smoke a pot every day, and he's in la-la land, all right, and he's telling his son, well, you do coke, you're not so, you know, that's no good for you. Well, you're whacked out also. Right. I mean, you know, you're not doing it medically, you're doing it to, to get wasted and say, I'm going to relax. Well, look, if you have to need a substance or if you have to, you know, you, you need to do it on your own to relax. But, you know, then you got people that, that drink and say, well, I'm not, a, an alcoholic is not as bad as an addict. Well, what does bad mean? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I We know sleep understand. under a different part of the bridge, John. Right, right, right. <laughs> Alcoholics get the well, higher That part. was a big thing earlier. <laughs> Alcoholics have nothing to do with addicts. Yeah. You know, uh, and addicts want nothing to do with alcohol. I mean, it's like almost like comical. You know, it's like the kettle calling the pot black. You know, I mean, I don't know. But the bottom line is, is that they need a safe environment also. Yes. Okay, you can't be smoking and drinking and, oh, I only do a Xanax once in a while. Well, uh, listen, our society became a pill society. Uh, our society is addicted to everything, okay? Look at our government. It's addicted to money, power, and control, not about us. You know, unfortunately, uh, not everybody, but a lot of them. All but, right? You know, John, it's funny because if if a family has a son or a daughter that's got a peanut allergy, they're not going to put the jar of Skippy out on the table and make a sandwich in front of them. They're very concerned. They don't want to get any peanuts close to them, you know, but you have a son or daughter comes home with an alcohol or drug problem. And you'll sit there at the dinner table on Sunday afternoon with a glass of wine right in front of them. Well, they say, it, that's not my problem, that's it, their problem. Exactly. People have to understand. Listen, if you can't make that slight adjustment for them, one, maybe you've got your own issue, or two, um, you're being really selfish. You're being very selfish by doing that. Well, guess what? It's called selfish and self-centered. And what do you think the attic is? Yeah, there you go. Okay. So... Here's another deal. People go, well, I don't understand why he can't just stop using. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was teaching at one of the colleges. Wait, wait, you got, you, there yeah. you go. Now you can stop, right? right, right. Give him a little magic. I was teaching at one of the colleges, uh, yeah. group therapy. And uh, people in the group that were psychologists, they were LCSWs, MSWs, mental health people. And they said, well, I don't understand. Why, why, they, why can't they just stop? I said, okay, i tell you what. We're going to do a little experiment here. How many of you smoke cigarettes? So I had a couple smoke cigarettes. How many of you drink coffee every day? I had, everybody was drinking coffee. I said, I want you all to stop for two weeks. Oh, no, I, well, well, what do you mean, stop? I, what do you mean? You're not addicted to it, right? Stop. They all resisted. I said, well, that's addiction a hundred times Worse than what you just talk we're talking about. You can't quit smoking, okay, because you're addicted to it. And if you can't stop a, a lousy cup of coffee, all right, it's, well, I don't want to, and, and coffee's not bad, or this good, or what. No, no, this is an experiment to teach you about what addiction is. 
okay, try to stop something that you do all the time, okay? What they don't understand is, look, when people do drugs and alcohol, your brain chemistry changes, okay? And most of the time, if not all of the time, okay, they have a def deficiency in dopamine and serotonin. And, and the bottom line is what they're trying to do is raise that up by using. And our society has become addicted to all kinds of things. So, you know, we got porn addiction. We got, um, you know, food addiction. We got internet addiction. I mean, anything that throws you out of balance like that and that you can't stop and it keeps getting worse is an addiction. Simple. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. If you keep doing something and in spite of adverse consequences and you keep doing it, something's wrong. You know? And it's just not the, listen, it's just not the addict, it's the family too. And a lot of the family members are sick. Some of them have mental health issues. Some of them have addiction issues. And uh, they say, well, yeah, but I'm not as bad as him. And that's another rap they give me. Yeah. Well, how bad is bad? Are you setting a good example? Okay, well, that's their problem. No, it's everybody's problem. It's not just yeah. their problem. There are a lot of people out there that were worse than I was as far as their daily behaviors and stuff. Um, and there are people that I was worse than. But, you know, all it takes is one bad day. One bad day. You don't have to be at the bottom of the barrel to have one bad day that's going to kill you. You're going to kill someone else. Bad things are going to happen, right? I mean, you can't put those levels on there because every day is like this. It's all over the place. So if you're a family member and you're using, oh, but your drug is not as bad as his drug yeah. or our drug, no, 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 okay? A drug is a drug is a drug. I don't care what you want to call it, okay? And you need to ask yourself, why are you doing the drugs to begin with? What's going on with you that you, you have, what kind of deficiency are you trying to, to mask, okay? And if you're feeling guilty and shame, it's really easy to fix that, okay? Do what you're supposed to do with your love, but go reach out. You get help to know what. If you don't know what to do, go to professionals that do know what to do. I mean, it's not easy. It's very difficult. But you got to take a good look at you, okay? Family members I'm talking about, okay? Not just the addict. Everybody looks at the addict, okay? You got to look at yourself. What am I doing? To make it, uh, to help with it, or what am I doing to hurt it? I, I can't, you know, we've covered so much, and if you want to know more, obviously go to johnjgiordano.com. Uh, it's on your screen there, and, uh, you know, John's always, you can reach out to him through his website and everything. But I think a best way to, to wrap this up is there's one common thread that usually happens in families that causes the most destruction, and that's secrecy. Oh, everybody keeps the secret. And if you're keeping that secret, you're not seeking help for them or for yourself. So that's like a big one, isn't it, John? Well, it's not about it's not about the ad, the addict that you're worried about. You're worried about yourself. Yeah. That's what the story is. This is a self-centered, selfish disease. And it's not just the addict that's selfish and self-centered. It's the families, too. And, and you know, uh, this is not beat your family week. What I'm trying to do is help you people yeah. to understand that you need to get professional help to make the right decisions. Look, you have a plumbing problem in your house. Your, your, your pipes explode. Okay? Or are you going to go there and try to fix it? You don't even know anything about plumbing? Okay? Or, or, or are you just going to 
put a piece of tape around it and cover it up? <laughs> Come on, man. If if you if you don't you could know end up to, in deep shit that way. <laughs> listen, let me tell you. If you don't know what to do, yeah. go to people that do. All right. And and the bottom, you can always go back to doing what you want to do. But look at yourself. Is what you're doing is it working? If it's not working, maybe you need to change. Okay. And 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 the bottom line is you can't allow addicts to stay in your house using. Yeah. Okay. They will bring you down in more ways than you realize. All right, because then you become complicit. And then if they're dealing drugs out of your house, you can get arrested also. And addicts will do anything. It doesn't matter to them. Okay? They're total risk takers. So if you don't want to get arrested, if you don't want to watch them die in front of you, okay, if you don't want to have a heart attack because of this, seek professional help. It's not only their problem, it's your problem as well. And that's just the way it is. And some of you may even need help too and not realize it, okay? Because you, you know, there's different levels of addiction. People mm -hmm. don't get that part. Everybody thinks that all of a sudden you jump up and you're this, the sickest guy in the world. No, it's a process. You know, if you want to see what it's really like to be an addict, I wrote a book, The Kid from the South Bronx Who Never Gave Up. It's my life story of all the stuff that I went through, the trials and tribulations that I went through, and how I got to where I am today because of recovery, because of going to therapy, because of doing what I needed to do, uh, because of my family doing an intervention on me. And my family was sicker than me. They dealt drugs. They did all kinds of stuff. But I was so sick that they got so worried about me. They tried. To, they put me into treatment. I was wondering who put them in. Should put them in treatment. But you know that's another story. But the bottom line is, is that if you really want to know, okay, all the, the things that addicts go through and all the things that I had to do to change, it's on Amazon. Okay, it's the kid from the South Bronx who never gave up. I wrote the book to help people, to motivate them, to show them that there is help. And it goes for family members, too, because I'm a family member of addicts and alcoholics. I know what it's like on both sides of the fence. And I'm also a therapist, which is also very painful because I know where they're going to wind up. I know what's going to happen. I don't think I know. Right, right. You know? So, you know, I, I, I guess you could call it unblessed. Okay, I used to think I was cursed. All right, I'm a recovery addict. I have kids that are in recovery, and I'm a therapist. I have all angles covered, and I'm a family member that has sickness in my family. So I have a good perspective of what needs to be done. Um, there's no guarantees that anything will work, but I do know what doesn't work. And... That's just the, the way it is. Just try, just try. If you start, if don't you, try. Maybe, do it. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, your church or somebody there that you can talk to. Maybe you go straight to a therapist. Maybe it's, but just do something. Do something. Get off your ass and do something. Because it's not going to get better by what, sitting around and but just let waiting. Let me tell you what's it's gonna, not going to what, what also happens. What people go, well, I did do that. And I went to speak to people and and, and oh. I did what they said and they <laughs> yeah. still didn't get better. Yeah. And look. It's not your job, okay, to get them better. It's their job to get them better. All you do is the right thing to do for you. 
and protect yourself from the addict. I know you love him or her, okay, but you need to first love yourself, okay, because they will take you down that rabbit hole so quick you wouldn't even know what happened to you. Exactly. If you can't show them your own strength, how are you going to ask them to have theirs? You know, would you, would, you, would you take karate instruction from somebody who doesn't know karate? Of course not. You've got to help yourself, and sometimes it's just by that example of you helping yourself, maybe your loved one will help or accept help too. But do something, right? Listen, Good. if you don't do anything, no decision is a decision. And that's what yeah. you have to realize. That's right. No decision is a decision. Once again, if you want to have some more information about John, and, and, and uh, he's certainly got all of his papers, his books are available on Amazon, which is um, The Kid Who... Uh, the Kid from the South Bronx Who Never Gave Up. I don't know why I always get that. And How to Beat Your Addiction and Live a Quality Life. Both those are out there on Amazon. If you put in John's name, you'll find them. Uh, but check out johnjgiordano.com. And always keep coming back here to the ATC Network to uh, check out John's uh, newest podcast with How to Beat Your Addictions and, of course, um, all the other projects we have going. So with that, thanks again. John, good to see yeah, you. Love you. And we're going to have guests starting now next week. So we're going to have different viewpoints and different things so you can really get a, a better, a different angle on what's going on. Let's hear it's uh, wishing everybody uh, a healthier, happier Happy 2021 than we had in 2020. Um, you know, get help and uh, start and doing God the right bless thing. all of God you. Bless Stay you. safe. Mm-hmm.